Welcome back, everybody, to another chapter of Keeper of the Lost Cities. I hope you all enjoy. Um, it's going to be a longer chapter today, maybe like 25 minutes. So a lot of pages. Sophie woke to an amazing sunrise. Pink, purple, and orange streaks blending in, blending the ocean and sky into a mirror image. She enjoyed the view, but she would need to figure out a way to darken her glass walls. Fun, uh, sunrise is too early to be awake every day. <clears throat> Grady and Adeline were in the kitchen finishing up breakfast when she came downstairs. Sophie hovered in the doorway, not sure if she should interrupt. Either you're an early riser, Grady said, as he moved the scrolls he was reading to make room for her, or you didn't close the shades. She sank into a chair next to him. How do I do that? Just clap your hands twice. How about some breakfast, Adeline asked. Her voice sounded tired, and shadows under her eyes were so dark they looked like bruises. At Sophie's nod, she conjured up a bowl of orange glop and soup. Each bite tasted like warm, buttery banana bread, and Sophie was tempted to ask for seconds, but she didn't want to want to impose. She didn't know how to talk to them, so she stared at Grady's scrolls. A slop, sloppily, uh, sloppy handwriting was impossible to read upside down. But she did notice a symbol in the corner. A hook's bird's net with a beaked point down. The image uh, tickled her mind. Like she knew what it meant. But she couldn't find the memory it belonged to. Grady caught her looking at the scroll. And them up. Oh. Grady caught her looking at the scrolls and rolled them up. Born stuff from a long time ago, he said with a smile. But it was obvious she didn't want her seeing the skulls, which only made her more, uh, which only made her more curious, especially when she spotted a line of ruins. Um, running along the bottom, this time they made sense. Project Moonlight, she blurted before she could think, it through. You can read that, Grady asked. Sophie nodded, scoot, scooting back a little. When she saw the look in his eyes. Anger, confusion, and fear. Usually I can't. Usually. Usually I can't, but this time I could. What's Project Moonlight? She whispered. Grady's mouth tightened. Nothing you need to know about. But Alden said the word. Said the word. But Alden had said the word she used to babble as a baby. Might mean Moonlight. That uh, that couldn't be a coincidence. She tugged out an eyelash. Grady ran her hand across her face and took a deep breath. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to scare you. It's just these are extremely classified documents, and those are cipher wounds. It, it no one is supposed to be able to read them unless you've been taught the key. She swallowed, trying to get enough moisture to, on her tongue to make it work. Why can't I read it then? Sorry. Give me a second. Sorry, um, I just need water. (laughs) 
She swallowed, trying to get enough moisture on her tongue to make it work. Why can I read the, it then? I have no idea. You shared a look with Adeline. Maybe the humans taught you to read or write. Maybe your mind sees things a little different. That was the same excuse Alden had given her for why she couldn't read normal runes. It wasn't particularly believable, but it wasn't particularly believable, but she couldn't think of anything better. She was pretty sure she'd remember being taught to read cipher runes. If you're ready to go, we uh, we should get those medicines Ellen uh, prescribed. Ellen interrupted, standing. Each word was drawn out like the whole sentence was long was one long sigh, which didn't exactly make Sophie eager to go. But she couldn't really say no, so she rose, fidgeting, fidgeting with the ruffles on her purple dress she was wearing. It was the simplest dress Della bought for her, but she st- but she still felt ridiculous. Did the elves have something against genes? Grady nodded. Say hi to Keith Kessler for me. Adeline groaned. This is going to be interesting. Sophie glanced at Grady, hoped, and he wasn't mad about this girl's. He had given her a smile. Then Adeline took her hand and they glittered away. They leapt to an island called Mysterium. Small, identical buildings lined the narrow streets like they'd been cut out of a mold. Street vendors filled the air with scents of spices and sweets. A conversation budged around the crowd, uh, crowded sidewalks. Sophie's and Adeline's gowns stood out among the simple tunics and pants the other elves, of the other elves. Hey, how come they don't have to dress up, Sophie complained. Mysterium is a working-class city. Oh, but wait, doesn't everyone get the same amount of money? Is there a birth fund? In their birth fund? Adeline nodded. Money has nothing to do with social rank. Our world is talent-based. Those with simpler abilities work simpler jobs. And they dress, and they dress correspondingly. Seems kind of unfair, Sophie mumbled. You can't control how much talent you were born with. Why should you live a lesser life? Their lives aren't lesser. They have houses just as fine as Alden and ours. But they come to work. They come to a different type of city. A city designed for their kind of work. Adeline gripped tightened on Sophie's hand as several people waved uh, to, at her. You okay, Sophie asked. Yes, I'm just not being used to being around so many people. She knelt on her hands down as she led Sophie through the busy, busily village, avoiding the other elves as they, they ran into. Everyone seemed to recognize Adeline, Adeline, though. Though, and whispers followed them whenever, they, wherever they went. Look, it's Adeline Rune. Can you believe it? I thought she never left the house. She doesn't. Adeline pretended not to notice, and they didn't slow their pace until they reached the only building that was different. A store painted 20 different colors with curved walls and a crooked roof like it belonged to a nursery mom. Slurp and, slurps and burps. 
You marry apothecary. The door belched as they entered. The store was a maze of shelves filled with colored bottles and liquids and pills. Adeline went straight to the back to the laboratory, complete with beakers bubbling over burners with rainbow-colored flames. A slender man in a long white lab coat hovered over the experiments with a skinny boy at his side. Probably his son, since they both had the same tousled strawberry blonde hair and periwinkle eyes. I'll be with you in two minutes, he promised, as he added a blob of orange slime to one of the test tubes. Get ready to add the um, amarillite decks. The boy used a long pair of tongs to pick up the glowing yellow vial and hold it over the experiment from a safe difference. distance. Ready? Not yet. He slipped on a pair of thick black glasses. Okay, now. He jumped back as the boy poured the contents of the vial. The beaker sparkled and released an enormous plume of smoke, filling the room with the smell of dirty feet. Sophie fought off a gag and hoped the constant concoction wasn't on Ellen's list. The man pondered the boy's back and removed the glasses. First one we haven't exploded all day, Adeline. All day. Adeline, he explained, um, explained, finally looking up. Is that really you? Hello, Kessler. Hello, Kessler, he repeated with a convincing impression of her soft voice. That's all you have to say? Get over here and give me a hug. Adeline moved across the room and s- like a sludge, but he wrapped her in a big hug anyway. You look good, Etta. But what are you doing here? You never come to town. I know. She handed him a crumpled scrap of paper. Ellen said I need to get these for Sophie. Kessler scanned the sheet for half a second before his head snapped up. Sophie? His eyes found her... Uh, found where Sophie was standing, and his jaw fell flat. Did I miss something? Yes. Adeline took a deep breath. Sophie lives with us now. Kessler's eyes darted between Sophie and Adeline, like he couldn't decide who was more fascinating. Since when? Since yesterday. It's a long story. She gestured for Sophie to join them. Sophie, this is my brother-in-law, Kessler, and my nephew, Dex. Hi, Sophie mumbled, too nervous to make eye contact, contact, especially since these were Adeline's, especially since these were Adeline's family. Uh, she couldn't, she could practically feel their strips. Sophie will be starting at Foxfire on Monday, Adeline explained. Cool, Dex explained. What level will you be in? Level two. Me too. Do you know what schedule? Ah, whoa. He leaned closer to her face and pointed to her eyes. How do you get that? I've turned mine red sometimes. Totally freaks everyone out. But I've never seen a brown seen brown before. I like it. She could feel her cheeks blush. Actually, I just have brown eyes. Really? Excellent. Do you see them, Dad? I do. Kessler studied her like he was one of his experiments. Where exactly are you from, Sophie? I, uh... I, she wasn't sure if she was allowed to tell the truth. Sophie's been living in the Forbidden Cities until a few days ago, Adeline answered for her. Sophie cringed as Kessler asked, What? At the same time, Dex shouted, That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Was it awesome? I bet it was awesome. Hey, are you human? Is that why you have brown eyes? No. 
I'm not human. I was just raised by them. The words came out, but they felt wrong on her tongue. Dex, I think you're making Sophie feel uncomfortable, Adeline said before he could ask another question. Uh, I am? Am I? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Sophie shrugged. It's okay. I know I'm strange. Dex smiled, flashing his deep, uh, deep dimples. I like strange. Hey, do you? The, the door burped again. You! A tall woman in, dark, in a dark green cape stalked through the store, pushing past Sophie and Adeline. Um, a beat... Bean pole of a girl in a hooded pink cloak dragged behind. What's wrong now, Vika? Kessler asked with obvious annoyance. Ask your son. This is his handiwork written all over it. She whispered. She whipped the hood down from her girl from a, the girl's head, revealing a shiny bald scalp underneath. Adeline, Sophie, and Kess er, gasped at the same time. At the same time. Dex, meanwhile, seemed to be trying very hard not to smile. Hey, Stina. Did you change something? Because you look different today. Wait, don't tell me. Mom! Stina growled. Kessler's cheek twitched like he was batting a laugh. We don't sell any balding solutions here, Vika. Just because you don't sell them doesn't mean you don't uh, make them, she insisted. Kessler glanced at Dex. You know how to make them, too? Dex reminded him. I know it was you, you stupid Sasquatch. Cena screamed. Dex rolled his eyes and pointed to a spot behind her ear. Did you know you have a dent in your skull right here? Wait, what? I know, that's so confusing. I never get that. Tell me if you get that, guys. That's enough, Kessler shouted, pulling them apart. Control your daughter, Vika. Why should I? It's not like you control your children, Kessler. Uh, it's not like you control your children. Kessler looked like he wanted to throttle her. But instead, he gritted his teeth and said, We have hair, heroids in stock. Take some on the house. And she'll have her hair back in a week. A week? Stina wailed. I can't go to school looking like... Like... Like an org, Dex suggested. With a wicked green, Stina screamed. If my daughter misses any days of school because of your son, I will make sure he is held responsible. Vika yelled. You can't prove anything, Dex grumbled. I won't need to. They'd expect nothing less from a bad match. Kessler's friendly features twisted into obvious rage. And he needed several deep breaths before he spoke. Sophie? Sophie didn't know what a bad match was, but it must be a heavy insult. Okay, here's what we're going to do. Casper practically spat. You two are going to get out of my sight, and when I am finished helping these customers, I will see if I can make the heroids more potent. If I can't, wear a hat. Vika stared him down, but he didn't flinch. I guess we have no choice. But it's not like anyone else would waste their lives making ridiculous medicines in a useless shop. If it's so useless, why does everyone buy from me? Kessler uh, uh, countered. Vika couldn't seem to find her uh, report. So she threw the hood over Stina's head and dragged her toward the door. I'll get you for this, Stina promised Dex. Ooh, I'm really scared. 
My bad, that's not how you would sound it. Oh, I'm really scared. Stina, uh, Stina's bitter eyes focused on Sophie. What are you looking at? Sophie looked away. Nothing. The door burped again and then slammed. Kessler pounded his fist against the table, making everyone jump. Do I want to know what that was all about, Dex? Probably not. Kessler sighed. You need to be more careful, Dex. You know how some people feel about our family. Especially Vika and the t- and Timpkin Hex. Well, Adeline said quietly, this door hardly helps the situation. Perhaps if you made it more traditional? Absolutely not, Kessler interrupting. Nothing brings me more joy than watching these stuffy novels squirm in here. Just like nothing makes me happier than a shiny bald... Than a shiny bald... You know, Dex added, grinning. Kessler couldn't help laughing. Well, Dex, since you made the mess, you get to tweak the heroids. I need to help Adeline with Ellen's list. Kessler couldn't help laughing. Well, Dex, since you... Oh, my bad. Dex scowled and uh, stalked off to collect the supplies from, <clears throat> from the back. He returned a few seconds later with, an arm, with armfuls of files and spread them over a workbench with a sneaky smile. This will make her hair grow faster, he whispered to Sophie, but it'll also give her a beard. Oh, that'd be good. Sophie giggled and made a mental note to never get on Dex's bad side. What did the girl do to you? She's just evil, he said, and ground, he ground black leaves with the mortar and pedestal. Trust me. Sorry, give me a second, guys. Owen disappeared to her room and they returned to Hayden Field and Grady tried to reach Sophie teach Sophie how to lightly alone. She'd never been so horrible at anything in her life. The first 20 times she tried, she couldn't feel the warm feathers, no matter how many times Grady told her to concentrate on the tingle in her cells. After that, she couldn't hold on long enough to do anything except break out in her full body uh, sweat from the heat. On attempt 57, she finally made a solo leap to the other side of the property. She completed the next five in a row, and, they f- and she felt ready to collapse. She wanted to cry with relief when Grady announced she'd practiced enough. But when he checked her nexus, he frowned. He pointed to the gray rectum, which displayed only sil- a sliver of blue. That means your concentration is at 10%. Everyone at your age is at least 30% by now. Um, yeah. Yeah, but they've been light leaving their whole lives. But she chose not to point that out. She didn't want Grady to think she was difficult. I'm trying as hard as I can. I know, Grady said. Worrying the, uh, worrying the edge of his tunic with his hands. But I don't think you have the idea of what you're up against. Alden told me Bronte doesn't want you at Foxfire. Which means he'll be watching you like a hawk. He'll check with your mentors. He'll monitor your test. And at the first sign of weakness, he'll step on it and try to expel you. And try to have you expelled. I wouldn't be surprised if he punishes you for the trans... And transfers you to Exilium. And let's just say it's somewhere you don't want to go. She nodded, uh, nodded, swallowing a mouthful of bile. 
if she hadn't been freaked out about staying at Foxfire before, she was now. How was she supposed to get past when she was so far behind? Grady forced a smile. I know you're struggling to adjust, and you have a ton to learn, but you're going to have to push yourself as hard as you can, and I promise I'll help you in every way I can. Adeline will, too. A flash of light pulled her out of the uh, mounting panic attack, and two people appeared a a few feet away on, on the path. She recognized Dex from Serpent's birth, and the woman he was with resembled Edeline, except that her hair was messy and yellow, and, and her yellow gown was wrinkled and plain. Had you come to see your, had to come to see yourself, Julian? Grady asked. I'm allowed to visit my sister, aren't I? She asked. Her eyes revert, uh, revert, uh, reverted to Sophie. Grady laughed. Where's the rest of the family? Home with Kessler. I didn't want to overwhelm you. And maybe you wanted time to gossip without interruption, Grady teased. Sophie, why don't you show Dex your room? I have a feeling the girls have a lot to talk of talking to do. Sophie had no idea what to do with Dex. She'd never had a friend before, much less a boy, much less an elf. Dex seemed pretty comfortable, though. He wanted her room... He wandered her room, touching everything that caught his interest. He thought her human clothes were hilarious, and he was even more excited when he found the scrapbook. She'd hidden it on the bookshelf. Hey, is this you? She asked, pointing to a photo mounted on the cover. Sophie's eyes stung as she glanced at the picture. Her dad and sister waved at the camera while he hid the background Building a sandcastle. Yeah, that was last summer. Is that your dad? Well, uh, yeah. Well, um, that's the guy who raised me. She ref- uh, she corrected, blinking away the tears that formed. I was going to be. It was going to be hard to, to get used to saying that, but she had to. She wasn't his daughter. He didn't even know. She didn't even. He didn't even know she existed anymore. Dex frowned. What happened to them? I'm not allowed to know. She couldn't keep the sadness out of her voice. As much as she um, didn't want to, uh, the matter went out of her voice. As much as she didn't want it to matter. It was hard not knowing that they were, how they were, or what they were doing. Sorry. He shuffled his feet. Do you want to talk about it? Not really. She wasn't sure she was ready to look ready to look through the scrapbook, but Dex already had it open and was flipping through the pages. She hoped there weren't any naked baby pictures in there. Why didn't you take pictures with the with with the guy in the mouse suit? Actually, better question, why would anyone wear a gigantic mouse suit? We're at Disneyland. His head snapped up. I have my own land? What? My last name's Disney. She laughed. I'm pretty sure it's a coincidence. He squinted at the picture. Are you wearing fairy wings? Okay. I think I've had I think we've had enough fun with the photos. She pulled the scrapbook away from him before he can make uh, uh anything else to make fun of. By the way, Dex's last name is spelled D I Z Z N E E, not um D I S N E Y land. 
Sorry, uh, I just can't get over it. I mean, I've never seen a human in real life. And you live with them? He shook his head. How come you live with Grady and Lana? Are you related to them? His jaw, her jaw tightened. I'm not related to anyone. You're alive. You must have parents. She shook her head. My real parents didn't want me to know who they are. So as far as I'm concerned, they don't exist. Dex didn't seem to know what to say to that. Honestly, she didn't either. Hey, is this one of those music things? He said, picking up her iPod. Yeah. Yeah, how did you know? My mom's into human movies. She doesn't have many, but one of them has these things in it, and I've always wanted to see one. Why don't you have anything like them? Really? Why not? Elves aren't really musical. Musical. Not like doors. They have some awesome music. He slid his fingers across the screen. It's dead. No outlets here. No way to charge it. Dax flipped it over. I don't know how uh, much about human technology, but I bet I can make it solar powered. Really? Well, I can give it a try. He slipped it into his pocket and went over to her desk. Rifling through the her fox, all her Foxfire stuff. He scanned her schedule. Sir, uh, Sir Colin Canoli's pretty cool, I hear, but good luck with Lady Galvin. She's the highest fail rate of any mentor ever. I'm pretty sure she failed her last pro- prodigy a few weeks ago. Sophie's heart slammed as hard as she would slammed so hard she was surprised it didn't punch through her chest. Were they trying to make her fail? She, uh, she wouldn't pass, uh, she wouldn't put it past Bronte to break her schedule. But this was school. She'd always been great at school. She took a deep breath, calming, uh, she took a deep, calming breath. Hey, I could help you find, uh, your way around tomorrow, Dex offered. Really flooded through her. She wouldn't have to do this alone, except... You wouldn't mind being seen with the weird new girl with the weird brain eyes and the weird human past? Are you kidding? I can't wait to tell everyone you were my first friend. She smiled. We're friends? I mean, if you want to be. Of course. Dex smile winded, flashing his deep dimples. Cool. I'll see you tomorrow morning. I just want to say friendships are not started like that. You don't say, hey, you want to be friends? Like... It's normally, like, you bond over something, and, like, uh, like... What do you know about friends? Oh, shut up, Nate. <laughs> Come on. That was a joke. I know. Uh, bye, guys. Have a nice week.